Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in L.A. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. It is Wednesday. I'm in sunny Los Angeles. I don't know what it's like outside because I got the blackout curtains drawn. Uh, just kidding. I went outside already to get a Diet Coke. I'm back on the sauce. Hell yeah. And uh, you know what I got? I found about Diet Cokes is that if I drink them from cans, my mouth starts getting like sores in it. Like I start like it, it, it is abrasive to my mouth. But bottles, plastic bottles, which are terrible, that give source to the planet, better for my mouth. More refreshing. I like a, I like a Diet <laughs> Coke out of a bottle. Um, what oh. do you guys prefer your sodas out of? Like some people are like, I love the Burger King on I-70 and Olive, the fountain. <laughs> like, <laughs> people love a fountain soda from specific places. Fountain soda, Chick-fil-A, Diet Coke, good ice. I, ice is very important. Well, More crushed, the better. Well, Chick-fil-A always has the ice. It has the same ice. Yeah, it's good ice. It's crushed. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were saying, like, I, I get there, Chick-fil-A, I get the good ice, like, <laughs> as opposed to what? <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. They have so levels they have, of like, ice. They have, cr- like, the crushed, is it, like, the little um, 
almost like little hacky sacks of of it like the little they're like little balls or is it like shaved they're ballish ish they're kind of in the middle and they're and for some Ooh. reason crushed ice is a little whiter less clear than regular ice i find mm -hmm. which which is interesting i used to have um, a friend whose dad became obsessed with making ice completely clear and he would like <laughs> check on his ice what i gotta ask him about that i remember his dad was obsessed he was like my dad's kind of losing it. He like loves making his ice clear. There's a certain way to do it where your ice cubes will be completely clear and there's no haziness in them. I guess the haziness is like air. Who knows? I'm not a scientist, but I, I do like a drank, crushed ice. He drank a lot of water and then pissed in an ice tray. That's how you get it perfectly clear. Oh. Perfectly clear, man. And no I love multivitamins. Piss is clear. Oh, oh I, yeah, I, no beets, no asparagus, <laughs> no B12. Dude, one time I took, um, I had stomach aches from taking uh, mood enhancers. I think I told you that Sammy stuff. And oh, it, yeah. It hurt Sam my stomachs. E. It hurt my stomach so bad I started taking Pepto Bismol and then I started shitting black. And then I assumed I had stomach cancer from the Sammy. But I didn't know that Pepto Bismol makes your shit black. So I didn't know that either. I don't think that's <laughs> a common thing. Really? Isn't it weird you can eat marshmallows all day, like only marshmallows, all day, <laughs> and it will still come out looking like poop? You can eat only white, like yes. the most crisp white, like jicama, <laughs> marshmallows, and I don't know, what's other, uh, Cool Whip? Cauliflower. Cauliflower, just pure white foods, like crackers. <laughs> what are some other, I'm trying to think of white people foods. Um, uh, kind bars. And it'll just come out looking uh, like poop. Yesterday, Kirsten wrote to me and was like, oh, man, I was not feeling good all day. And all I could think about, I forget if we talked about it on this podcast, but when you have a giant shit in you and it's just like nothing but like a little bit of skin is keeping that from everyone else in that Lululemon. <laughs> it's so gross when you have poop in you. People literally call it a turtle head poking out. Like it's already out. And people are still walking around. You it's gotta... so much in you. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I like, I, you know, went after I had a long day of podcasting, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I did Conan's podcast and Marin's podcast oh, with what? John Wayne levels of shit in me, like, <laughs> like impact. Like it was. I feel like you. It was a. I was almost there with a partner. Like we were doing a. Like it was. They should have had an extra mic for it. <laughs> I love the I idea was of so you having. Up. Uh, uh, I didn't uh, feel it uh, though. I didn't know. What's that thing when you have a hoe down where it's just you and the shit, and you're like, make grab my your dick. partner round and round. <laughs> I was well, thinking the, more. You got your your hand on your six your six shooter, and this shit well, is across yeah. the ten feet away. from I you. didn't know that I was constipated though. That's the problem with constipation. I don't. I'll just be a cranky little baby and not know that there's a lot of stuff inside me that needs to get out that it like is not ready to come out. I hate when you can't. Why can't you just poop? Why does your body hold on to it? I know it's probably dehydration. Let me, as I chug a Diet Coke, let me get a smart water um, in me. Ugh. Doing but wait, Conan wait. in person, how did that feel compared to, because you've, you've, you've done like what, four, like three things with him via Zoom over COVID. And I then you've I done did, his show. No, I did his show twice over Zoom. And then I did his, I've done his podcast in person before. Oh, oh um, I didn't know you didn't. But this person. isn't a new studio, and this is after I have become a huge fan of his podcast. Like, 
it meant as much to me as like doing his TV show when I first did it, you know, like in terms of like how much I listened to, like I used to watch late night with Conan O'Brien every single night from junior year of high school until like senior year of college. Like it was just a ritual every night to watch it. And so it was a big deal to me to do it. And then this podcast, like his podcast, I listened to all the time. They're like the way that people feel about us as like their friends is exactly the way I feel about Gorley, Sona, and Conan. Like I, I just love it's just such it's such a good podcast. Not to like talk about other podcasts, but I mean it's so fucking good. It's so funny. It's <laughs> if you like ours, you will like theirs. It's very Conan similar. Needs a friend. Conan needs a friend. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. How did um, it feel being in a new? Was the studio more? Uh, they put way more money into it. Did it feel more like professional or was it better or worse? Yeah. I mean, it was like a house. It's like you walk into a house and it's like, um, someone, a really nice girl met me outside. So excited that you're here. I walk up the stairs. There's like a basket with all these snacks. Conan is at the top of the stairs. There's people like there's all his producers who I recognize from doing the show a billion times. Like in, it used to be like a we work space, not really a we work, but like a women's we work. So it's like this, it almost looks like it could have been a, um, a domestic abuse shelter for women. Like it's a house, but it's like nice. And it's like, uh, has a nice kitchen. And then this like living space where there's like tables. And so there's producers working in like writers. And then there is his studio that we went to. We just walked to a studio and then just started potting and just sat down. And you have to say, you know, like I'm Nikki Glazer and I feel, and then it's like blank about being Conan O'Brien's friend. And then you fill in the blank and then the po- podcast just starts. And it's, uh, can you say what it was really fun. Did you change it from last time? I said chill. Time? Yes. Last time I said overwhelmed. And this time I said chill because it's an inside joke for people who listen to the podcast. Um, gotcha. that I, but I really struggled with it. I was going to say snuck because that would also be an inside joke because one time Jennifer Garner was on Conan's show and he said something like, and then you snuck over here and she goes, snuck isn't a word, Conan. You should know that. You went to Harvard. Uh. And he's like, he's a little miffed. And then they get out the dictionary and he looks it up and he's like, snuck, it is in the dictionary. And she felt really stupid. <laughs> and uh, so I was brainstorming about what to say, but it was a, you know, I'm really struggling to, I, I honestly would like to like not talk about my appearance on Conan because I am, going through the thing I always go through after Conan um, appearances, which is, man, I could have been so much funnier. I was just so nervous, not nervous, but I'm just so like, I'm like, it's weird what my brain does when I'm like relaxed and I'm around people who I know are just like tickled at everything I say, I can be really funny. Like when I'm on stage, I can be really funny when like people, and Conan thinks I'm funny. Sona thinks I'm funny. Gorley is a fan. I just couldn't. I was just too in my head of like, be present, listen to what he's saying, try to get in on the laughs, like, uh, and also be interesting. Don't be too like, I just feel like I always um, talk about my low self-esteem, especially because mm-hmm. like Conan has it too. And I just feel very connected to him in that way of like, feeling like an imposter and it's insane to me that conan o'brien who is my number one thinks that he's not good enough sometimes and he's very open about that and um i always feel like i whenever i talk about my low self-esteem on like literally every podcast and and usually i'm talking about how i like have overcome it or how i'm dealing with it people tend to like feel sorry for me or think that i have like that i'm struggling all the time but and not that he did or anything, but 
a lot of times, every time I leave Conan, whether I'm doing his TV show or his podcast, <laughs> he always takes a moment afterwards to be like, Hey, like you can call me if you ever need to. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm here for you. Like I am like, I, I really want you to like get the help that you need. And I always feel like, what am I saying? That's making people <laughs> think I'm like, cause I, I'm doing all right. Like I really am. Well, like, I have you, bad days, you went into it that, saying, I feel well, chill I about, about being Conan O'Brien's friend. And then by the end well, of it, he's like, I'll get you help. I'll get you I know. Help. But they did say, so I said chill because um, there was one podcast where like Matt and Sona, it, it, Matt is like Noah and Sona is like you. And they all, uh, Matt and Sona are always talking about like, you know, they're always just teasing Conan because he's so uptight and like, you know, a perfectionist and like they're kind of chill. Kona will like, you know, do edibles and Matt's just like an easygoing guy. And they're like, we're so chill. And he's like, I could be chill. And they're like, no, you can't. And and so (laughs) they started doing these episodes where they have no guest on where it's just, um, they did it two summers ago. You guys got, if you want to just step into the Conan O'Brien universe, um, obviously I would recommend the Kevin Nealon episode is the funniest podcast besides my own that I will, you will ever listen to. I'd send it to Andrew to listen to. Wasn't it just insanely good? I loved it. I loved it. It's I mean, it- so funny. Don't listen to it before you listen to my episode of Conan. You will be sorely disappointed in me because Kevin Nealon is so goddamn funny. It's just top to bottom. Don't skip the first part. But anyway, um, they give him shit about not being chill. And so they came up with this thing that they were doing these like extra episodes during COVID uh, maybe when they could, you know, they were just trying to make more ad revenue, make more a- episodes, but thank God mm-hmm. for it because they did this segment um, based on that conversation called um, Conan O'Brien and the, uh, like, it's like something about the, and the chill chums and they, and they called themselves the, ch- <laughs> like the chill chums. And so I said, I was like really chill. And, and the, the truth is I'm not chill about being Conan O'Brien's friend at all. I'm extremely anxious about it. <laughs> and, um, but it is weird, like, and not even just Conan, like, anytime I do a podcast, I even went and did Marin, and, like, it's, uh, there's just Is he just still in a, his garage? He's in a, um, he's in a, uh, a guest house kind of situation. He's moved since that garage, and so it was a new, I, I had done his podcast when he was at his old place, but, and the old place I remember being like, Barack Obama has been in here, and he was like, yeah, he sat right there, um, and then... Uh, yeah, he let me like drink from the water bottle Barack drank from. I'm just kidding, but I would have loved to do that. I wish he would have kept it. I assume yeah, he kept whatever water bottle. Um, <laughs> ruin the seat. Yeah, I mean, you're so into Barack. Oh my god, I'm so horny for Barack. Um, but <laughs> even Marin, like, I can just tell there's always like this like poor Nikki thing, and I and I want to just say I think it might be because other people aren't as honest about having low self esteem. And struggling with things as I am. And so people think that me sharing that I have this stuff, which we all have, other people just don't share it as openly, that people think it's either a cry for help or that because it's so rarely shared, she's clearly struggling more than any of us. When really, I just have less of the walls that other people have. It's not that I'm struggling any more than anyone else. I just don't censor myself about it, which I'm so grateful. Like, thank God for people that pick up on people asking for help. And sometimes I have done cries for help of being like, I'm going to shave my head or whatever. And like wanted people to be concerned. Oh, do you but think, I hate, why do you um, think you pick? Like uh, yeah. Why do you feel like, cause I've done similar, similar things when I go on podcasts where maybe I'll get nervous or I'll want 
not people to like me more, but like I'll share more where I feel like, oh, this will get to people. This will rather than just like a mundane conversation of like, next thing you know, we've just joked about ice cream for 20 minutes. Like, but, I but that could be great like that too is on my its own. Superpower. Yeah. I feel like, and that's where I, that's where I'm in the clutch is being open emotionally. Like I feel, yes, I'm funny. Yes. I could talk about ice cream and riff Conan though. It, he's, he's a riff god like i yes. no matter what i will never touch his level of riffing and i would even say gorley and sona like are on his level like they are so fucking funny and like have learned from him and they just had like this great rapport i want i, I it's not like i intentionally go to it i think that th that's the one thing i can do that other people can't do is get really real really fast and i think sometimes obviously it throws people and it makes people maybe a little bit uncomfortable but i feel like if I can't be, I could not be my funniest yesterday. I just couldn't. There, it, yeah. I was not in my funny zone. It just wasn't going to happen for me. So why not lean into the thing that I know I, oh, you know, even if I'm nervous, I can always kind of nail, I can do better when I'm nervous at revealing uh, personal things. And so I think that sometimes it can come off. And I just, for some reason, Conan brings it out in me because Conan is someone that I projected so much perfection onto for so long and, and just admire so much and would like, you know, I would probably kick Marion to even have uh, two ounces as much, you know, comedic talent as Conan. It, it, from my estimation of like how I see myself compared to him. And I know that people will be like, no, you guys are. But to me, I would do, I, he's a God to me in terms yeah. of comedy. And so I think that, when I found out from watching his, um, from listening to him on, on his podcast and then also his documentary, uh, I can't stop or I'll die. I think it's called something like that. I learned that like, Oh my God, we're really similar. And so I always want to talk to him about that because if I can find out that Conan is like me in that way, that he doubts himself, then maybe I'm wrong about myself when I doubt myself. Like, uh, it also makes me feel good. You know, I, I don't know. That's, I think, why I get into that. But I'm, I well, really no, I think there's something about sharing, regret. sharing not just for you, but then getting someone else to share some of their insecurities, which then will get their fan base to actually relate to them even more. Because usually Conan's the one interviewing, like, he's the one asking the questions. It's going to be, it yes. would be kind of weird if the interviewer was like, okay, but, you know, I get sad sometimes. Okay. Are is it, you didn't even ask a question yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like you're allowing him to open up where yeah, maybe I he got wanted into even. stuff yeah. with like, yeah, asking him questions. I do have to say though, I have this weird thing with like podcasting now or going on other people's shows where I just think everyone hates me. Like the, 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 the tone I all I, I have to overcome people hating me already because they think I'm too dirty or they think they think I'm all she does is share about her eating disorder or all she does is talk about her low self-esteem like and it's weird that I would even go into that but I just I mean I know the audience listening to this show right now cannot relate to that in any way because you guys really like me and it feels amazing but I just feel like I don't know I was talking to I went to uh coffee with Taylor Tomlinson yesterday. It was so much fun. And I was talking about, um, someone recently asked me like, who do you think are worse for f female comics, other female comics or male comics? And I was thinking about that. 
I think that what was my point going to be with this? That I feel like I feel like every me- like most men that are kind of like your basic man that might not be an, an outright feminist. Not that they're like a bad person. They just haven't like they think maybe feminism is like icky. They allow themselves to like one woman at a time. <laughs> like that they, you know, that they don't want to fuck. And I would like to be liked as a woman who they don't want to fuck. And they don't, you, you either like Taylor Tomlinson, like they, to prove that they're not a total misogynist, they like one woman to go see, but I think Taylor's funny. So mm-hmm. I'm not, I, but when I, so when I say Whitney and Nikki and Eliza and Amy suck, but I'm not, that's not because they're women. I like Taylor or I like Nikki. So when I say all those other women stuff, and I feel like I'm always trying to win over that guy and it's stupid because that guy is a sad person and but there's always this competition i think with with men with these like kind of guy characters and conan's podcast does not have that kind of listeners they're actually more like our listeners for sure but i just feel like um and it's again here i'm back at my low self-esteem this is like the voice that i'm trying to rewrite the thing i believe about myself and trying to disprove it. I'm trying to win over these guys who are actually the voice inside my head that is like, you're not good enough. Everyone else is better than you. And if I win over those guys, then maybe I, I'm i wrong about myself. So it really comes down to what I believe about myself, if that makes any sense. Yeah. No, it does. And I, I think about that as well with those, you know, certain guy comedians or whatever. And I think a lot of it has to do with like, you have to be almost a certain kind of comedian or be a certain way to get that approval that you're searching for. And then you kind of disregard people that maybe you like their comedy more, but they're not, they don't have as many They're you know, they're not as famous or whatever. And then, I don't know. I feel like there's a line between me wanting to impress someone just because they're famous, just because it could help you as opposed to just being true to uh, yourself. I'm not trying to get help. I'm not I'm trying not, to no, get I'm just saying for me, for me. ticket sales. Oh, oh. Yeah, I'm just saying yeah, for I me. Like, wanna... that's how I, like, where it comes from, where where it's, like, approval. I don't know. You don't think, like. Let's go to break and finish this up when we get back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know, what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. I think the difference here in what we're talking about is I want to win over men who have the mentality of a seventh grade boy. Something happened to me in middle school where I, that is when I decided that like, boys don't like me. I'll never be cool. These kind of guys decide what's cool. The guy's wearing Jinkos 
and the guys that make fun of everyone, I have to stay quiet and like dormant so that they mm-hmm. don't make fun of me. And if they do notice me, I want to be like the one girl that they are like, Nikki's cool. She can hang out with us. Cause I wanted to be, hang out with, I wanted to hang out with the boys, not because I wanted to have sex with the boys or blow the boys. I wanted to be friends with them because I grew up, um, you know, when my best friend was a boy and then suddenly I am in school and I have no guy friends because you're, you either are a girl that they like romantically or you're like a tom- I didn't want to be a tomboy necessarily, but I was just scared of boys and their judgment and how mean they could be. And I didn't want any of that, even though I wanted to hang out with them and also be mean with them. <laughs> like I have a mean streak. Yeah. I love making fun of people, but I think I still am trying to win over seventh grade boys, literally like seventh grade to 11th grade boys that are just assholes judgmental of everything so insecure all they want is to like get their dick sucked and anything that that won't out like facilitate that they like hate and they're trying to be cool and and poor those poor boys like they're struggling so much but i'm still by senior year they're fine they're fine by senior year they've got so many i think by senior year there is a different kind of (laughs) anger i don't really care about winning over Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, <laughs> but there's something about Eric Harris, like these these kind of angsty boys. You said it in the last segment, earlier. though. I think that like yeah, you are definitely, my... yeah, like you you you've pinpointed where it's come from, and also in the last segment, you've had this epiphany that you're really just competing with yourself. It's that inner voice, yes. and it's it's rooted. My in voice that. is a seventh grade boy. Yeah. yeah, and if I win them over, I kinda... my voice will shut up and and allow me to hang out with it. Now, one thing that I want to say, in addition to this, is that the thing is, so many people, including myself, like every time I, I've said this before, but like a big epiphany I had in therapy one time was like telling my therapist, I'm scared to go on dates. I was about to go on a date and she's like, what's your biggest fear? And I'm like, that they are going to sexually advance on me. I'm going to reject them. And then they're going to say... I didn't want you anyway. You're fat. You're old. You're ugly. And they're going to do the mean thing that men do when they're rejected a lot of times. F-Boy Island, season two. Check it out. We have a moment like that on the show that, to me, was my worst fucking nightmare if it happened to me. But it happened to a girl on the show where a guy gets rejected and then lashes out like, I didn't want you anyway. Fuck it. You know, that's always my fear. (laughs) And my therapist goes, that is the fear of, like, a girl who's dealing with 15-year-old boys. Like, where... What are you talking about? Like men don't do that. Like if you don't want to have sex with a guy, he's not going to call you ugly. And I'm like, but I just, that's the fear. Like I know that it's rare, but there's, I can't get over that. I know that in air shows, planes don't crash, but I'm never going to go to an air show, even if the, cause there's is a chance it could happen. And she was like, you are stuck in seventh to 11th grade. You're stuck somewhere in there. And so when I'm saying that I want to win over these seventh to 11th grade boys, I'm not marketing my comedy to those boys. I don't care about, you know, I'm, but I, in a way I am because guess who's stuck at that age too? Every man, my age, every man, my, everyone I'm stuck at 14 years old. Have you ever looked at it? Like girls, I want you to do this guys. I want you to do this when your girlfriend or your boyfriend is acting in the way that it, you are most annoyed by that, like the side of themselves that comes out shrink their body down to like a smaller size, like if you can in your head and just blur your eyes and picture that person um, at different ages and see which one it fits. Because a lot of times when I am being my most like, I don't even want to go. Like, 
and I'm not gonna do it. And I'm like throwing a little tantrum that I like will throw and be like, I don't even care. I don't even want to. Like my body movements, everything is it's it's like I'm mimicking a 13 year old girl. So like we all. But if still your boyfriend these- gets more turned on by that, that could be an issue. Listen, sometimes I role play it and I, you know, <laughs> slam my door and say, I hate you, mom. And then he goes down on me. Um, no, no this is like, speaking a lot to like shit that I go through now. I was friends with a lot of girls. I was like that guy that was friends with every girl. I never hooked up with them. I was always just friends with them. And it, and it actually hurt me with my guy group, like the cool guys. I had one cool guy that liked me. And then. Forever, I tried to get these guys to like me. And then around junior, senior year, I smoked a little weed. I listened to a little fish and I stopped chasing it. And it changed. And now I'm like back to like, I'm literally like I back know. to square one. But I stopped I think chasing it. on the it. campus of University of Indi- Indiana on scooters. <laughs> we were on like little lime scooters years ago when we were first working together. And that was Andrew our first scooter so- ride. Yeah. That was our first lime scooter ride. We got Andrew got so nervous, not when we passed by girls, you know, <laughs> college girls, not when we passed by like people our age, when we passed by guy like freshmen, <laughs> sophomore, junior guys in at the front party <laughs> at frat parties. He was so scared of what other guys thought of him. Whereas I like that would be the yeah, I would be I guess I, I, I don't care what any college age people think of me really anymore. <laughs> But I'm scared of what people think of me who are stuck in that age. People my age who are stuck there. So, like, I pursue the approval of men who act like middle schoolers. Like, all the guys (laughs) that I go, why do I even fucking care what this is? And I get approval of of fraternity guys that act like, well, their age. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The best thing you said to me, you go, they're not even you're so old that they're not thinking of you as whether you're cool or not you're just, you're just a not old cool. man on campus yes <laughs> you're not you're, anything omc <laughs> yeah it was like they, we forget like sometimes i try to like like when i was at the wilco festival i was like trying to be befriend um glenn kachi and i think john stewart uh the two band members their daughters were there they're like 13 and 14 and they were adorable girls i wanted nothing more than to hang out with these girls and just like talk about what they care about like hear what they have to say about boys and like not like relate to them but and and not even like coach them or kind of like mentor them i just wanted to like hear what little girls are talking about because i miss being that age so bad and i realized I mean, it didn't even cross my mind that they would think of me as anything more than just an old woman. But um, even I did it with Burt Kreischer's daughters when they were on tour. Like I was with Mark Norman and Shane Gillis and Big J Okerson. And it was much fun as I was having with those guys. The second Burt's daughters arrived on the scene who are 18 and I think 16. I was like, and they brought their two friends with them that are of the same age. These four <laughs> girls. I was like, guys, can you help me like pick out my outfit? Like, should I wear these <laughs> shoes? Or like, I was like dying for not even their approval i just wanted to like hang with them like i still i desperately i can't wait for poppy and arlo to like get older because i just i love talking to younger kids but you it it is creepy when you try to like and you never want to be the one that they're like god thank god she's gone that's true too i got paired up with a father and son in golf the other day because i get ran because i go out and play by myself and I don't know what I do because I I think I I coached lacrosse in middle school so I like I connect to younger kids like I have an immaturity to me but I do like 
like th- this kid could have been really can be very good at golf and i realize his dad is a little passive and he probably doesn't get like dude if you work on this you could fu- like you really could oh, be something God. how much and, is just a little encouragement like that all oh, that's dude, all it takes so to much. send you in a completely different direction dude so i Someone do it just to being this like kid. you're good at this oh, i go your dad sucks your dad's a loser but i yeah. see something in you that's why i said to him no so like, it's <laughs> it's been three weeks and i'm at a at the course the other day and i'm driving and i just hear andrew andrew yo is that you is that you Aww. yo it's me ben it's Aww. ben and i was like who the fuck is ben and then i look closer and i'm like oh it's the fucking teenager that Didn't like he say I gave- something to his dad when you like that you overheard when you were leaving Oh, uh, that was a different. That was another uncle Our and teenager. nephew. That was a different pair. Of and he was like, "I like family. that guy. That was really." They fun go. They go. I him. couldn't imagine being paired up with two better guys, Uncle Aww. Ray or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. But it was just like I, I, I get what you're saying about like getting like it's just young energy. There's something that it doesn't feel as tainted as some older people that I know. Where I just it remember being that age and. And the freedom and the fun. And I just, I love, and I love like opening their minds a little bit or saying something that'll make them give them some material for their friend group forever of like, oh, something cool or something funny or just something weird that I say, like nothing like inappropriate. Um, I just miss being a young teenage girl so bad, which is why I'm looking so forward to this girl's trip that I'm going on. Noah's going on it. It's 10 girls in the Hamptons next weekend. Yeah. Who will survive? Who will? Like it, you've said it weekend. like it was a log line. Like it really does sound like it. <laughs> yeah, it's next. It's not this weekend, but it's next weekend in the Hamptons at um, my friend Sarah Lena's house, um, and it's gonna be ten of us. And my sister's going. My you know best friends from grade school, college and adulthood all convening in one place and it's going to be so it's going to be like we're in seventh grade again i feel like this it's going to be trip very that you wanted last year i remember when we got to tulum and you're like this is not what i envisioned i want us all in one I'm house so mad about that. i just want to like hang out on the couch watch movies talk blankets yes. all that stuff that's like what Not i see for that dime, weekend because Saralina lives there i mean it's so funny we were looking for airbnbs for this when i was like in the early stages of planning like yeah. what's a house that could support 10 to 12 girls and it's costly but i was willing to do it and then Saralina, she lives in the hamptons in this gorgeous <laughs> house and i was like how many people does your house bed and she's so generous like she would like let me move in like if i wanted to like she's just like oh girls totally you can have it you can just have the house i'll just go live in the shack like she's so so generous and um but she was like yeah it, it i mean it's it bet like 10 people she has a house that can have 10 people stay in it in the Hamptons. i mean it's wild that this is just there for the taking i'm so um grateful for it and it's we gonna be funny like next like six months from now you're like so you think we could do a girl's trip again at, at your place Serlina? she'd then, probably be like sure i, know. I mean <laughs> i'm giving birth uh that tuesday but yeah in a, a water birth out of the way yeah you know what i'll do it in the shallow end i'll have yeah. the baby in the shallow end yeah. you guys keep diving <laughs> <laughs> but that is gonna it be is funny though when you get something like that where like you um use someone's house and then it's like five later you're like okay maybe 
But she is different. She is the type to and, not and think that you're she overstaying. She is a new baby that she had in, I think, April. And yeah. um, she has obviously a husband, but she also has an apartment in the city. And I was like, hey, listen, if we did your house. And she's like, oh, my God, of course we can do my house. Are you kidding me? And she was like, are you okay with my house? I'm like, are you? It's like so <laughs> nice. I mean, it would be like $15,000 a night rental. I'm not joking. You know, like this place yeah. is. Maybe in more. East Hampton, gorgeous, yeah. yes, insane. During this this weekend in July, and um, and she's like, and I go, and you know, you can have her baby Leon. I was like, and you know, I don't know how you want to work out with like Leon being there, and like, but we will like give him space. And she goes, Oh, hon, no, can he not be there? And I was like, Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love course. you. I love a mom <laughs> that's like willing to take three days away from their baby, and it's yes. not the end of the fucking world. She is like good, like she is not. There's nothing about that that makes me go, oh, she's. So, it makes me go, she's a good mom. Like she's not obsessive. Like on our group chat, there's like you have to beg for a picture of this baby. And it's not because she doesn't love him. It's just because she's just not one of these parents that thinks suddenly their baby, despite having lived a life where every <laughs> single time you see a picture of a baby under six months, it is not interesting. It's not different than anyone else's baby, unless you like it's your sister's baby or your best friend's baby. No one really cares. She, she like, n she, it's not that she's like hiding it and being like, my friends don't care. She just is like not forcing it on us. And, and, and we so were insatiable for Leon content. <laughs> where's Wait. the baby going in the city? Yeah, in the city with um the dad and and um uh, she has people like you know she's got a fucking house in the Hamptons she has the help <laughs> and uh, she's got an amazing like um you know uh, baby nurse that works with them who's like turned into her best friend and we're all talking about like this needs to be a sitcom because this baby nurse's name is Mavis Davis. Who's gonna milk Saralina? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. She she has a, a, a you know. As long as my sister's coming, my sister will forget all of her pumps. And so I gladly. I'm sure you can find some boys in the Hamptons. Hello. I mean, are you going to just cook out and are you guys going to go out to dinner? Do you think you're going to do like the Hamptons thing? I have Hamptons a feeling thing, I'm going or? to do like an Instacart thing or I'm going to have I'm going to have Saralina send someone out and I'll pay for it. Obviously, or like uh, to um buy a ton of groceries and like i'll have every girl make a list of like stuff she wants so that it's just there and then we'll also do like postmates because i'm sure that's a thing down there and we, we've stayed there before and and had a good time but uh and then i'm sure one night kirsten and and there are some girls in our group that like like to cook and like make nourishing meals um and so i'm sure we'll do that but uh yeah we're just gonna like hang out and go to the beach and um, but really just hang out and talk and giggle and dance and like listen to music and do meditations and weird, like, I don't know, light as a feather, stiff as a board, uh, yes. kind of things. <laughs> I don't know. Noah, do you have any like goals for our trip? Honestly, I have no goals. I'm going to be in the car with Carlisle, I think for like eight hours driving from JFK to the Hamptons. And I think it's oh going to be so fun. Be so no, long. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, she's I looking so forward to it too. She's like, oh my God, I'm going to drive with Noah. I'm so glad I'm with Noah on that ride. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> yes. It's just like, it makes me feel so good. She's going to be there. I don't know if we're going to leave together. I really hope so. Like, so the car rides are going to be a separate like adventure. It's going to yeah. be so fun. Exactly. So she's like my, my travel buddy because our flights are, are lining up. 
And um, I just like, I cannot wait. We both rented, like we we rented a car together. So like we'll have our independence if we want to like pull off the road and all that. And um, I'm just, <laughs> you know, like I haven't had really like one-on-one quality time with Carlisle except for like one of the walks in, in Tulum. So it's been a long time. And then I'm also- That's awesome. I'm so excited to like how, <laughs> I feel like this is going to sound very strange, but I feel like I'm being transported to high school where I get to have like this gaggle of girlfriends <gasps> that I've never had before. I only had like one close friend growing up. And um, I'm just like so excited because I know everyone's personalities. I've gotten to know each one of your friends separately. And now I get to like be in like the cluster. So I feel. Yeah, you're really, in really the group. You're at our table at lunch. And I was yes. never the girl that had like, uh, it, I mean, this is the coolest group of girls you'll ever meet or ever know. And uh, any bestie listening, like if I was your friend, you would totally be invited to like, if we were like, if it was possible, I'd have all the girl besties that listen to the show and maybe some of the guys too. Um, you would all be able to sit at our table, but it's true. It's like, it feels so good to me too. like having this having I, I it's not lost on me that it's really hard to accrue a crew like the ones we like the one we have and um and it makes me so happy that uh, like it feels selfish to be like these are all my friends coming together but I didn't I made sure to invite all people that get along and like it makes me so happy when my friends become friends and like go off on their own and like don't need me to be the connective tissue. You know, like I think some girlfriends as I've been, and I've been this girl before that like I'll introduce two friends and then they will become better friends than I am with either of them. And I will get like, wait, no. And I want to control it and be like, no, you come hang out with me. And like you, it becomes contentious. How did you let go of that? That's, I that's a big never thing. care about that anymore because I am, I just don't question my my friends love for me ever like that is the one thing in my life like i question my boyfriend's love even though i shouldn't i question my parents love i question my fans love i question you know my dog's love i don't have to question it's just apparent he doesn't really care for me but for some reason my friends i just have, <laughs> that has always been so solid for me and i can always like lament about other stuff that like other people have that i don't but i i really won the friends lottery uh, and I have like since fourth grade when I met Kirsten and it really is about luck. If you're a girl that has just like never had friends and never been able to like meet close girlfriends, it is nothing other than like, like there's nothing wrong with you. I've said this on stage about people that have been molested or like been in abusive relationships. Like you're not different than me just cause I haven't been. It's just, I got lucky that I haven't been hit in a relationship yet. And like and, and and I got lucky that I I I met these girls that are cool at a time when we were all in the same grade. Like I always think, like if Kirsten was in a different grade, what would my life look like? If she was yeah. in a different class than my fourth grade class, like what would it be? So it's just luck, you know. Yeah. And it's waiting for all of us. If you're a girl out there or a guy out there that like struggles to make friends, it's just circumstantial. Yes, there are things you can do to put yourselves in more circumstances to make friends, but there's nothing like inherently wrong with you. You might have social anxiety or something that does prevent you from maybe making more connections, but it's not because you're like 
not worthy of being a close friend. Like everyone's capable of it, I believe. It's also hard to get everyone together. I mean, to find a weekend, I feel like the older I get, well, you know, an email will go out like, hey, let's everyone leave open October 10th through 20th. We'll all get together and then, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. Can't wait to do it. Oh my God, we're going to go here. We're going to do this. Oh my God, yeah. And then slowly goes, hey man, I got to back out because- you know, Dave, Davis's recital and I got to yeah. back out because I have a hemorrhoid that Wednesday and I got to back out. And next thing you know, it's just two <laughs> guys just being like, well, I'm still single and uh, alone. Yes. So you want to just <laughs> want to just you come over and watch is? the football game. It's hard to get people together. It really you know is. what it is? Like, I knew there were certain girls in this group of 10 girls that I know bail. And I'm I'm one of them that like are prone to saying yes to something. And then when it comes up being like, no, Kirsten is not that Kirsten will commit. She will clear her schedule. She'll make it happen. So it started out me and and the two people that I know were probably going to be on the fence about whether or not they could go. My sister, she has three kids and a job and, you know, um, she just went on a trip to, you know, Colorado with me. So getting her to go on this trip. And I just say to them, like, you gotta prioritize this. Like, there's no way you'll regret it. I usually will, if it's a cost thing, I'll be like, let me just take care of that. So you don't have to worry about that. If that's like, I, I eliminate anything. And I also say, if you don't want to go, it's totally fine. You could bail out at any point if you want, oh, but it's a- going to be so, and I won't judge you. I don't care. I'll buy your ticket. And if you fucking don't show up for the ticket, I'm not going to be like, you wasted my money. Like, I just want like to give you the opportunity to go if you want to. And I give them, again, we talked about this the other day, the freedom to bail gives people, it, it, you know, when I, I remember in my relationship when I told Chris, like, I really like wouldn't mind, this was early on when we were dating, like, I don't mind you like hooking up with other girls, like, if you tell me about it, like, I kind of am turned on by it, and he was like, it's so funny, like, as soon as you give me that freedom, like, there's no desire for anyone else, like, Part of the desire to bail is the fact that you can't get out of it. If you do go, you're locked in. And I always say to Carlisle, like the other night when karaoke, I was like, if you come, literally, I it, just take an Uber with me there. I'll pay for us to get there. If you walk in and you want to turn on a dime and leave, I'll get you an Uber out immediately. Like you don't have to stay. You'll never be stuck. Um, yeah. I'll give you an aisle seat. Like when we went to go to Broadway show, like I realized some of my friends need that aisle seat. Like you need an exit plan. You need <laughs> the freedom to be able to not be judged if you do want to leave. And you need people to just be, be gentle and be very forgiving and, and to, and to just like really reinforce, like you deserve this. This is a once in an opportunity, once in a lifetime opportunity to hang out with girls, to not be with your kids. I know you're going to feel like a bad mom for the weekend, but honestly, you are going to be a better mom because you're going to have friendships that you're nurturing, that your kids need to see you have. And you need to have other things important in your life than working and kids. And I need to fucking hear that. It's hard for me to take time off. Like, I just want to stay in St. Louis. I don't want to travel uh, on, on a weekend yeah. I have off. I'm going to New York next week for press. I'm flying back on Wednesday to St. Louis. And then I'm flying back to New York on Friday. Uh, it's so important for me to get St. Louis time and to be home. And I'm leaving again. And But you just have to. You can't. You got to um, carpe yeah, I think I'm going to go to sometimes. Nashville this weekend to see Rusty. All my right. boy Rusty. <laughs> and uh, and he's there. He's actually with Jake Owen, the country singer. You know. He's, oh my, oh and he's we're there gonna visiting pl- him. 
Yeah, and we're potentially going to play a lot of golf, but it's a five and a half hour drive. And That's I talked to him and I'm like, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a long drive. He's like, look, I'll let you know what the plans are. You come, you come. Last second decision, all good. And then I'm like, I'm already gassing up the car. Like, like his niceness about that of like, dude, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I'll see you a month from now or two months from now. I'm like, okay, what? Yeah, it's just, uh, it's it's just very inviting to people to who get punish that. people for like not yes. showing up or bailing. Like, you got really people got to work on letting your friends off the hook when you when they bail. And you might not relate to bailing. Maybe you're someone who's just like, I never do that, so I just get mad when people do it to me. It's net. It's like it's never gonna help alleviate the bailing. If anything, it's gonna make people stay further from you it's going to make them not return your call because they know when they do call you there's a there's shit to be had and so you're gonna lose friends if you keep punishing people even though you're justified because this person's shitty and they're bailing like just get into a place of forgiveness i do find sometimes when uh you call that person that will give you shit they they tend to only a lot of them will give you shit the first three sentences and then it's like back to normal. They just have to get it out. I know. So I have but empathy that, for them to sentences. have to get it out. I know, but those three sentences sometimes I could get through just to get. I know, to the but sometimes part. those three sentences I don't even want to put up with those, and I will just not <laughs> yeah. call the person because I don't want three sentences. Like that is really enough to keep me away from someone for years and ruin an entire friendship. <laughs> I agree, and there's something wrong with me for that too. Like I should. Hey, look, a that. sentence a year, a sentence a year. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You want to give me two sentences? I'll wait two years. Yeah. All right, we'll be back with more show after this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening 
why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, we're back. Um, it is time for um, our Wednesday wildcard segment. Right before we get to it, can I just say that I just got sent a... Uh, Vanity Fair headline about F-Boy Island. Can I read it? Please. Yeah, Vanity it. Fair tweeted, F-Boy Island may be conceptually among the worst of the current dating shows, but as a vehicle for entertainment, it's an F- it's a fucking tour de force. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Isn't that I feel best? like that's like the sentence that we were just talking about in the previous segment where it's like you, you like let you it mean? all out and say something mean and then you say something nice. Yes, yes. And you know what? Uh, I like, love a headline like that. It's just like, this thing is well, terrible. And because well, it's terrible, yeah, yeah. It is a terrible show conceptually. F-Boy Island, I mean, we give you <laughs> that. They're, they're not saying anything that we are not. Conceptually, it's 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 terrible in the sense that, like, there's three girls looking for love and 15 are F-Boys and 15 are nice guys. Like, that's conceptually, like, kind of a nightmare. It's not anything you'd see in the real world. It's funny, but it's conceptually what they said among the worst of the current dating shows. But you know what? That doesn't insult me at all because, you know, there's a show called Is This Cake that conceptually is one of the worst things I've ever heard in my life. And it was a <laughs> Netflix hit, you know, like, so conceptually I can, you can insult me all the time, but when you call it a fucking tour de force, which makes me think of, uh, you know, a bike race, I yes. fucking, I'm so, <laughs> I'm so excited. I, I like almost cried when I saw this cause I read it and I'm like, <gasps> But it was sent to me by Elon Gale, who um, is the you know creator of the show and uh, another executive producer. And he would never send me something negative. So I was just like, yes, it just makes me feel so <laughs> He just good. sends you the first half of that. <laughs> he says, oh, no, this is a headline. That's it. Just the yeah, first I half. went and read the article and it's it's all you know <laughs> glowing. So it will be on HBO Max tonight at midnight. I believe it's the first three episodes, but I don't even know that yet. <gasps> yes. And uh, we will be watching Watch This Weekend. Uh, whatever batch they give us for HBO Max tonight and on Monday's episode of the Nikki Glazer podcast, we will review F-Boy Island in a new segment we're calling F-Anal's Island. 
uh, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> we are getting to use Andrew's idea for my name for my special. Finally. Honestly, conceptually, it's the worst name you I've ever heard. But <laughs> <There you> yeah. <go. laughs> <laughs> Another review came from uh, Fandom Wire that says, Comedian Nikki Glazer returns to host the reality competition. She once again proves perfect for the job. She uses her quick wit and incredible humor to poke fun at the absurdity of F-Boy Island's premise, while also bringing a genuine perspective to the blossoming relationships. She acts as a Jiminy Cricket of sorts, guiding the three women on their confusing and difficult journey to find love and money. So that was nice to be compared to a little baby cricket. Just a little keep mini. I'm just so little. It's because I'm little. That's why they said that. Is yeah, for saying, sure. I'm so little the whole show. Um, it's weird they even right, got you on camera. Our, the camera adds a hundred pounds. <laughs> let's get to our <laughs> yeah. I that was one of my favorite friends lines ever was when Monica. They're looking back on old footage from high school, and Monica is a lot heavier than she is, and she was like, "Oh come on, the camera adds ten pounds." And Chandler goes, "How many cameras were on you?" I thought that was in sixth grade. I remember being like, that is the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life ever, ever. And I still maintain that's one of the best jokes ever. Okay. Um, all right, let's get to our Wednesday segment. We haven't played it in a while. We are playing the blankest thing. And today's, um, question where we answer the mostest thing ever is, um, what is it? The whatest thing we've ever done? The cursed. The cursed thing we've ever done. Um, I will start us off. I think I told Andrew this once on like a car ride. It makes me cringe to even think about it. (laughs) But I once used to bring a cigarette on stage when I smoked at Sanford and Sons Comedy Club in Kansas City, Missouri for my open mic set, which was a three minute set. Can I I ask, when did you light it? When did you light it? No, it was already lit. (laughs) <laughs> that would have been care if I lit it on stage, but it was it already been. lit. And I brought it on stage and I would definitely light it at a time where I knew I was going to like be up next. Oh like I needed, God. I wanted that cigarette <laughs> to be a part of my like, like I'm so cool and relaxed vibe. Yeah. Disgusting. So lame. Definitely knew I was being cooked because I had a crush on a guy that was one of the comedians who I ended up losing my virginity to. But I wanted to look co- cool to him. And he didn't what, did even you smoke. See the movie I know Grease? <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, stud. Tell me about uh, it, stud. Like, get to your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> wait, like, I'm so, so wait, chill. wait. <laughs> I gotta know more about this because it's what. When did you? So I knew when did you think to do did this? Not like smokers, but I still brought it on. Stage. No, but when did you think to do this? Was it a uh, was it a one time thing, and then you like I'm ran so with it? And when did you stop doing it? I probably did it a few it. times. It was every Tuesday night at the at Stanford and Sons. It was open mic night. There were probably like 30 comedians there plus audience. And I think I thought to do it because I saw other comedians at Andrew Dice City. Clay like, or something. And the whole time people are smoking in the showroom. I mean, this okay. was like when smoking was indoors. So like I was smoking the entire show, but it was like very important to me that like I got to have it on stage <laughs> with me to look cooler. And it does make smoking at the time. Did yeah, make Chappelle still cooler. does it. And it, and it does make him look cooler. I, I, you know, you watch Mad Men and you go, there's something to it, but I definitely planned it and needed it because I felt so uncool, you know, like I couldn't. Yes. I, I how did you get something. over it? How did you, when did you stop doing it? Did you uh, start doing cigars? Chewing gum. 
<laughs> yeah, I started yeah, chewing, chewing nicotine tobacco. gum on stage. Yeah, I yeah. wore a patch on stage. Um, <laughs> I think I just realized how curt it was and how dumb it was because really you don't you can take a three minute break from a cigarette. Like if I was doing an hour set, I can imagine if I'm like that big of a smoker, I might need a cigarette in the middle of it. But a three minute set, I I just and you know what? I started watching comedians who would like take beers on stage or like their drinks and they would take beers on stage because a beer on stage also makes you look like, oh, I'm one of the guys, especially Kansas city comics used to be like very, like everyone's trying to be, um, just, you Doug know, Stan like Doug Hope. Stanhope. Yes. Yeah. And, like very gritty, like Kansas city right. comedy in the early mid aughts or mid 2000, like early, uh, like 2005 ish filthy like that's where i was it was such a perfect place for me because i was like yes finally i can be so dirty like everyone was dirty and it was just a dirty club it was behind a hooters and like a part of uh like you know oh, yeah we drove highway. by it we drove yes by we went it. now it's yeah. like a crossfit and we were like banging yeah, on the doors. Yeah. but your cigarettes um, butts are still there oh they're still there uh <laughs> i like that you said God, cigarettes well, butts i mean there's somewhere some there's somewhere because those things do not biodegrade and i probably threw them on the ground because i was like trying to be care god i ugh. but i i remember seeing guys bring beers on stage and realizing how fucking lame it was and and now i even when i see it now i'm always just like like you are doing a 10 minute set you do not need a beer you're only bringing it to like look cool to the audience and then i started when after i quit drinking i just saw people like drinking beers on stage i saw them as weak more than i saw them as cool like i was like oh you need this thing to, like, you're so nervous you need this thing to calm down it was like watching someone like use an inhaler on stage like i'm i'm you know like no offense <laughs> yeah, to anyone yeah. who has asthma but it's like kind of like a nerdy <laughs> like i'm i'm scared kind of thing that i so i don't really think that of people with asthma i know it's a whole different thing <laughs> but like there's just something about like it you're like a nerd that needs like this assistance to get through this thing it just seems I just and now i see guys like chug it on stage and i'm like oh you're such an addict like it kind of makes me and i don't want to be judgmental of addicts but i do think it's good now and so i think here's I, the I thing though if you're at a comedy show and there's someone with an inhaler on stage That's you better cool. heckle heckle that motherfucker no no you gotta really get <laughs> yeah if someone's vaping on stage i actually don't mind it because that is so lame that i think that they must be such an addict that i'm like oh more power to them for just doing what they want to do like i love when people I yeah, if you blow out a cloud one... and you can't see the act out, oh, yeah. that's that's pretty cool, you know. <laughs> if your cloud is so big, it ruins your performance. Don't bring a smoke machine. Like you don't need to set in a tone with that. You can just. Should I... Honestly, I want to bring like a a case of beer for a five minute set and just like hilarious, <laughs> like the biggest a keg and just be like, "What's yes. up?" So, anyways, let me fill up real quick. Um, so the city's cool. Wait, what are you a whore? <laughs> like the other night I was on stage and I needed to call an Uber because like I was stage? like, because I was going to my next set and like, I needed it to be there right when I got off stage. And so, um, now I know you can like time Ubers. And so I don't need to as much, but I forgot to do that. And so, um, or you could schedule them ahead of time to show up at a certain time, but I didn't do that. And so I was on stage and needed to like get an Uber. And I thought, this audience probably thinks I'm being so cool. Cause I'm just like, I don't care about you. I'm getting an Uber. Like it felt so lame to be doing anything on stage that makes it seem like you're like just dis distracted from what you're doing. Like, it's so easy for me. Like, I don't even need, like if I'm doing, I remember 
one time I have another set someone to do a to. handstand mm. on stage. They were just like so relaxed. They were like, I'm just going to do a handstand against the wall. <laughs> and like, they're like, they stretch or they just do like, oh, and it's just like, stop this performative. I'm relaxed bullshit. Like it's, I can see through it. But a lot of times audiences can't see through it because audiences can't see through fucking anything. Nothing. Open your eyes. Comedians are so lame. They are all using tricks the to more make it confident. seem like they are cool. They're not yes. cool. They're all so unconfident. They all have such low self-esteem. Stop thinking that these edgy comedians are cool. The edge needs to be brought back. I can't stand these fucking edgy hey, comedians. Give me I'm a sorry. Topic. I just don't like the idea of people getting fans by being like, listen, no one else can handle this. Can you? Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's just, a, it's a lie. Just be, you're funny. That's all you need to be. But it actually works. So maybe I'm jealous. <laughs> it does. It works. It's marketing at the end of the day. Yes, and it's it good is. marketing. It's genius marketing. And, but I'm just saying you as a consumer, when people are telling you they're edgy, you need to be a little uh, you know, yeah, it's so weird when I see someone with fake confidence and I've been, I've been known to do it myself. It might be where real, you come though. out, you're a little louder, you're in your face. It all comes from insecurity. It's all insecurity. We all fucking are, but I don't like being, I don't, and maybe I've done it in the past and that's why I'm so grossed out by it. And I have, I just admitted I walked on stage with a fucking cigarette to do a three minute set in 2004 or whatever it was. Yeah. But now it's do lame. it in a. But I was do it in a hospital like waiting room, Nikki. Right, do it in right. a do it in front of a baby dying of lung cancer. Why don't you do that, you fucking pussy? Man, I can't even touch that concept. <laughs> it's like so edgy that my brain is getting canceled right now for even thinking about it. Final thought. Um, our coolest thing. We got to yeah, do our coolest thing. Your coolest thing, please. Well, should I just do it based off kind of the same kind of idea? No, that I you mean just... like. What were you going to say, though? Was your coolest thing? Like, originally. I mean, my coolest thing is probably like um, things I did with money when I had a lot of money. Just buying the <laughs> the truck for $50,000 cash with big, put big ass wheels on it just to month later trade it in for a Mercedes. And I took out seven grand in cash from the bank. And bought from my used car dealer, Jack. I came back and I threw the bag of money in his face. And I go, give me the keys to the Sadie's. <laughs> and then he gave me the keys. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Did you? <laughs> did you like the Honestly, I felt looked. alive. And Going to you... the bank to take out seven grand in cash, though, just to trade in a truck. Like, it's so... Yeah. And then I lost that car. I ended up losing. Like I lost all my money, and I ended up having to get that repoed. You know, like was 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 part of it for you though. Like, did you want people? Obviously, did you talk about how much money you paid for it in cash? Like, did was it was a thing to get girls and guys to like you? Clearly, like, was it important to well, you to like the, let uh, people know how much it was? Did you leave the sticker on it? Like, did you? Was there anything no. cut? The funniest way? part about it is once I drive it off the lot, the windows are tinted. There's a sad, scared oh, little you boy roll driving. Down your window for I wouldn't even you. roll them down. I was too like like embarrassed of having like a because I didn't feel like I deserved it because I made all the money on one deal. So I'm driving this fifty thousand dollar car that go four hundred thirty horsepower AMG. Meanwhile, and, like and the windows are tinted you, to hide, huh? It, this fits with you because, like, you were desperate for approval from 
like guys and oh. girls back then, but you were also like scared to even have sex. So like you wanted to <laughs> wa have girls want to have sex with you, but like you wouldn't even do it. So like it's almost like you I had just felt like that's what you do with your, your money. That's what you do with your money. Like I, I was like a very small scale of like you know an NBA player who doesn't make it but blows their first big check, but they Aww. bought fifty cool things that they just think that. That's what I should do with my money. Like, oh, I've when, done, yeah, we've all done those things before, where we like. But buy what was something the one time? Like, when's the first time you got a big check? Do you remember what your first big check, or you got all incremental until you got somewhat? Um, big? no, I don't remember my first. Like, I think it was probably. I remember telling my dad like I was living at home with my parents, and I got enough get like college gigs on my books. That over two month period, I had no money. And I was like, dad, in two months, guess how much money I'm going to make. And I remember it being $10,000 over two months. And, you know, it was like doing like 18 college shows or something like that. But it was just, to me, that felt like I finally am going to, yeah. to be so okay. what did you go buy when you got that 10 grand? Nothing. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, that's that's going to go away. I got to save it. I don't, I'm not good at that. I don't. Dude, I don't my like first eight grand. Money. Because the then first... it goes away, Andrew. Like the money is only uh, special <laughs> Listen, when you have it. <laughs> the first eight grand that I got in real estate, I went to this club called Automatic Slims in Fort Lauderdale with Rusty. I spent all my money. I bought bottles of champagne and I fell through the table with holding this waitress. She fell with me. I saved her by her landing on me. My back went through the glass table. $8,000 worth of champagne broke. And then I woke up to a girl putting on a Hooters outfit, and I didn't hook up with her. And then she wouldn't give like me a ride home. She was at your place, but she had to go to work, and so I, she was putting on I was at her place. She was putting on a Hooters outfit. I go, hey, can you drive me back to downtown Fort Lauderdale? I woke up. I was 40 minutes outside of Fort Lauderdale. I go, can you drive me back? She goes, I can't. I got to get to Hooters. Uh, inside. Internal. Um <laughs> So I go, well, drive me home. She goes, I can't. And then Rusty, she's like, well, you can't stay at my apartment either. It's like 100 degrees out. I'm wearing a shirt that oh says God. Juice So Crazy with a star date. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm walking Dude. in a, like, uh, it's like 130 degrees in South Florida. Oh. Rusty comes and picks me up and, like, like eight grand gone. Like, I know I literally oh, had less God. money than when I started the night. And, yeah, uh true. You know, but God, I kind of miss that guy. <laughs> that guy's still in you. You still do stuff like that on a smaller scale. Like yeah, really getting small. into Celsius drinks, <laughs> like getting a new golf shirt every day for some reason. I, I, I don't know. How many golf shirts do you own at this point? It's got to I mean, be more the, than I own the a clubs. shirt. The, the clubs is the problem. The shirts are not. Oh, really? uh, the shirts, okay. I'm okay. The, right. the clubs are the problem. Noah, but what's anyhow. the coolest thing you've ever done? Okay, so for me, up. the the thing that came to my mind was um, earlier in my radio days and maybe like a little bit later into my radio days, anytime there would be a celebrity coming to the studio, I would get a photo <laughs> and then I would run to Facebook and post it just to like show yeah. off like, look at what I get to do. And yes. that, you know, like now... I just like cringe whenever I look at those posts and I like, I just know that I did it just to show it off. It was not like any indication of like what my job is or anything like that. Although like now I just feel like I don't have to show off these things. Like if anyone is curious about 
what I do or what my history it is, they can just ask me and I'll talk about it. And those photos are just <sighs> for me to bring those memories out. So like, I, I don't know, like that, ugh, I feel so It was desperate kit. for you to like let people know that you were like crushing it and like that this, that yeah, you like, were succeeding. Look at me, like you were hobnobbing with celebrities. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like all, all I've sorts. All sure. sl- like wrestling and actors, musicians. I was just like, I'm going to show everybody. And you know what's get- lame about that? No offense. Or what's cut about that is that you don't know them. They will never, they don't remember you. Yes, they, exactly. That you made, they, it's not and a friendship. That, and, and I wanted to just say, if, if I take pictures with people at shows and they post them, you have every right to post that because we have an interaction. Even if you come up to me on the street, I will remember you. But like, if someone is a radio producer that I'm doing a, a you know a bunch of radio shows to promote something, and the producer takes a picture and tries to p- put that on his Tinder, like we're friends, Ugh. and I think that that's like where, <laughs> and I can, and I I think it's cool to post pictures with celebrities when you meet them, even if you don't have a good connection. Like sometimes it's like, oh my god, I'm with this person. I think I don't think that's lame. I think it's lame when you try to make it seem like. My life is just like, these are my buds. Like, I don't know. And it's just yes. like, if you're calling pose. them by their first name. So it's the yes. same pose. It's like very quick. So you have to get it right. And it's just, oh my know. God. You know what? I'm going to open tomorrow's show, which we're about to record after this with a story of what I, I, I last night lived one of what you just told the story you just told of the cursed thing of your life. I last <laughs> night. Andrew would it would have been the cursed moment of Andrew's life and he would have oh, done no. the same thing that you would have done in my shoes last night if he would have been you know back in this Andrew days of wearing uh did you hang out did, with my heroes did you hang I out with my heroes I met one of your heroes from oh Wendell, you probably son of wearing a bitch. don't say it save it for <laughs> tomorrow I read one of your heroes but it only when I think around the time that you bought that stupid truck it would have been a hero of that time, and I'm guessing oh. you can think who it is. Vin Diesel? But, no, you'll see <laughs> on the next episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Don't be cut and check Harlow. Twitter. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.